Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection with episode number 50. I cannot believe that. It seems like yesterday we launched the very first episode, but in fact, it was February 1st, 2006. It's amazing technologically what has happened this year, and what's even more amazing is that it was December 05 that Matthew said to me, we've got to do podcasting on your website, and I said, what's a podcast? He gently explained it was online radio, and he gently explained it was and is the wave of the future. I think it's really interesting that Time Magazine picked you as the person of the year. They recognize that with the internet, we have so many freedoms and so many opportunities that, frankly, weren't there five years ago. So this is a very exciting time to be a part of um, the media and be a part of the Internet because the possibilities are endless. So back to December 05 when Matthew said we need to do podcasting. All I could see was blocks. I didn't know how I would get set up on this end because really I don't know this sort of technology that well. And he lives up in Vancouver, Washington, so that's a problem. Well, lo and behold, Sam came into my life, and Sam came over to the house and set up what I needed to do podcasting. The very first podcast that we launched, I was really nervous. <laughs> in fact, I, I kind of want to go back and listen to it, but on the other hand, I don't. I am not that comfortable talking into microphones in front of a blank screen or actually in front of TV cameras, something you probably don't know. Those who have seen my uh, show, Behind the Scenes of Simply Quilts, do know this, that the very first year of Simply Quilts, I thought I was all set. I thought I had everything that I needed to know and to do to be a television host. And weren't we all surprised when I turned and looked at the camera and my face broke out into uncontrollable spasms. If you can't picture what that is, think of this. When you were a kid and you were in school and you had to get up and do a presentation and your knee started shaking like a leaf and there was absolutely nothing that you could do about it. Well, the truth of it is it took several years of television before I could look at the camera and not break out in spasms. And in fact, for those first few years, if they wanted to take a picture of me for publicity, again, my face would break out. I guess you could say I was uh, fairly traumatized. But over the course of 11 years, I learned to be comfortable around the camera, and I learned how to be a television host. And over this past year, I've become more and more comfortable podcasting. But that brings us to a very important word, and it's called learning. It's interesting because I can say as far as quilting goes, okay, I've been quilting 25 to 30 years. I, I don't really know. Let's see, Joey's 27, so I'll say 28 years. And I have become 
pretty good in some areas and very comfortable in many areas. And to step outside of that particular box or that particular technique can become unnerving if you want to get right down to it. And truly, we have to learn to grow. Let me give you an example. I have a book coming out in a few weeks, um, and this is not a plug, okay? <laughs> Just it's, it's, it's a story that I think you'll be able to relate to. The book that will be coming out is on machine quilting. Now, you know, if you followed my work for any amount of time, that I am a hand quilter. And I will say I'm pretty good at it, too. I, there's not a lot of things in the world of quilting that I can say that I'm pretty good at, but hand quilting is one of them. I can machine quilt, and I've been able to machine quilt for about 15 years, but frankly, I didn't like the process, and I looked around at other great machine quilters like Diane Gaudinsky, Sue Nichols, Libby Lehman, Ricky Timms, Paula Reed, and my work just didn't stand up to it. So, frankly, I avoided it. Well, about two and a half years ago, I woke up at about 4.30 in the morning, it was summer, and I had a staff meeting with me, myself, and I. I know you have those sort of meetings in the middle of the night, but I was lying in bed and I'm like going, what is the problem? You've got two top-of-the-line Berninas sitting in your sewing room. Why don't you learn to machine quilt? This is ridiculous. I knew that C&T wanted a machine quilting book out of me because it would just fit so nicely into the series of the books that I do. But there was just this gigantic mental block I was fighting with. And I said to myself, Alex, you're going to learn to machine quilt. And that was a magical moment. I woke up the next morning and I go, I'm going to machine quilt and I'm going to look forward to it. And what I did was every night from about 5 to 7 o'clock before John would come home from work, I would just machine quilt. And I didn't really care what it looked like. I didn't really care if anything was perfect. I was going to get into the process. And you know what? It happened. I realized that what was going on was all in my head. Now, of course, I'm going to say, yes, techniques do take practice. And it will take a while to learn something new. In the machine quilting book, I tell a story. When I was a little girl, we lived in a post-World War II house. I had my own bedroom. I was very lucky. And in that bedroom was an itty-bitty little closet with a pocket wood sliding door. I bet many of you can remember homes like that that you grew up in. And when I went to bed at night, it was very important that the closet door was closed because... In that closet at night, there were the dancing alligators. And they weren't just normal dancing alligators, you know, those kind. These dancing alligators were Mardi Gras alligators. They had beads, they wore crowns, and they were quite swift on their two hind legs. So in order to keep them in check, I would shut my door, and I didn't have to deal with that in the middle of the night. Looking back as an adult, what if I had opened the door, let the alligators come out in their Mardi Gras clothing, and let them dance, and possibly I would have gotten out of bed and danced along with them. 
and today I might be a better dancer. And so I think of the roadblocks that and stumbling points that we put in front of us and we don't challenge ourselves. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, we need to take time to learn. Actually, set aside time to learn. It might be once a week. Maybe that's not possible. It might be once a month. But in some form or fashion, say, I am going to learn something new and give time to it. I want you to think of what your favorite thing of quilting is, what your favorite technique is. Okay, now what's your least favorite? What are you afraid of? Is this particular technique your alligator? Are you missing out on dancing lessons? I want you to really serious consider what I'm saying to you. Now this year, technologically, it has been a whirlwind journey for me. I don't know why, but I've always been a little freaked out when it comes to computers and podcasting and television cameras and things that go bump in the night like that. And that's just silly. I have learned so, so much this past year, and I want to thank Ricky for it. And it's not because of the new TV show that we're going to be doing. It's because of another thing that he got me into, and it was PowerPoint. When he called me last, oh, spring and suggested and asked if I would want to go on the road with both uh Ricky, Libby, and, you know, myself, and do super seminars, I thought that sounded just great because I happen to love these two people a lot. And then he put out the words of terror. You have to learn PowerPoint. Let me tell you, I am so happy with my slide carousel. And the thought of PowerPoint just blew me for a loop. But, you know, shades of being on the road with Ricky and Libby, okay, okay, Ricky, I'll learn PowerPoint. So fast forward, Carolyn Reese calls me from Road to California. She wants me to do a PowerPoint lecture. And I'm like, oh, no. And she said, Ricky told me you would whine. And Ricky also told me to remind you that he'll help you get through this. So I said, okay, okay, Carolyn, I'll learn it. Well, about a month ago, beginning of December, I uh, knew that Road to California was around the corner as well as um, the super seminars next year. So I started looking at PowerPoint. Now, let's get the whole picture in mind. I knew that Ricky was working on the quilt show, but I also knew that I couldn't be a part of it due to my HGTV agreement. So the poor guy is burning the midnight oil with our three webmasters. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. At thequiltshow.com, we have three wonderful webmasters. And he's getting two hours sleep a night. And I'm sitting here at my computer going, now how do I change the background on PowerPoint? Let's see, how do I get a picture from my camera into my computer? And then what do I save it under? I mean, we are talking really stuff I should know at this point but I didn't. And I would call Ricky and I would ask him and he would answer ever so politely. And then finally one day, I think it was the day before Christmas, I sat down, you know, the presents were all wrapped, the food was in the refrigerator. And I thought, 
I'm going, I'm going to learn this. I had actually a date with a PowerPoint expert set up at the beginning of January, but I thought I want to sit down and learn this. And two days later, I'd been at the computer for probably 12 hours and I was talking to Ricky on the phone about I don't know what. And I said, I feel like I have wasted two days learning PowerPoint. And he said, you're never wasting time when you're learning. Now, isn't that true? And yet we deprive ourselves from those sort of things when the fact of the matter is when we learn, we grow. I was talking to a friend who is turning 50 this year and she was not thrilled about it. Been there, done that. And yet I think of now at this time of life, the opportunities that I have been exposed to, the um, different ways that I have been able to learn, and the knowledge that I have. And, you know, it's all there just if we take advantage of it. So what I would like to say is, um, hey, we're not getting any younger. My friend who's turning 50, I said, you know what? The next 10 years are probably going to be the most valuable years of your life because you've got the background and you have the ability to get the knowledge. And, you know, really that's true at any point in life. We've got the background. We have the ability to get the knowledge. It might just get down to discipline. So I want to challenge you to learn. Open your eyes. See what opportunities there are. It might even be signing up for a class at the local JC. I don't know. Reflect on what you've done in the past, but keep your eyes moving forward. A good friend of mine, Margaret Peters, said at one point when I was dreading a change, something new, she said, don't let your rudder be your anchor. Friends, together we're going to move, together we're going to grow, and together we're going to celebrate the new year of 2007 and all the opportunities we can look forward to. Until we meet and we get around, happy quilting! For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.